welcome to another episode of In The Loop Break by Roping Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, and we're pretty excited about this next series. We are going to do 15 days of NFR breakaway roping. We are going to interview some of the top 15 breakaway ropers, as well as a couple of people behind the scenes. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Take a listen. Okay, guys, today we are here with Taylor Munsell. Taylor is coming into the finals in the number six position. Taylor, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. For sure. So, Taylor, you're originally Oklahoma. I guess you still probably live in Oklahoma. I just don't think you do because you travel all over the world and <laughs> go to every breakaway open that we all do. So, um, tell me a little bit about what some of your takeaways were from the 2021 breakaway season at the pro rodeo level. Um. Gosh, some of my takeaways were it was, I mean, it was overall, it was a great experience. Um, they definitely explained to us how hard pro rodeo would be, but they did not explain how stressful and hard it actually would be once you get out there and you kind of, you enter weeks out and you're just kind of stuck out there. And I can't say that there was one person I talked to that didn't think about wanting to go home. It was just who was greedy enough to stick it out and stay hooked. Um we had a lot of heck this summer with rigs and horses and everything, but um, I'm glad it ended up working out in the end. It definitely ended up paying off for me this year. Yeah, for sure. And, and you kicked butt this year. Um, and it was, it's, it's people have told you, yeah, it's really hard and you don't understand. And you're like, yeah, okay. You know, we've rodeoed. And then now it's like, yeah, we didn't understand. And <laughs> no, it was very hard. <laughs> we, had, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I will, I mean, I love every second of it, but I can honestly say I've never been a homesick type person. And there was a few times that, I mean, I flew home for 36 hours a couple of times just because I wanted to go home. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I think is so neat about it is that we did have the opportunity some, some point in time, you know, if you did need to go home for a couple of days, you could. And, and there was people that would help you do that and help you, you know, keep your horse there, whatever needed to be done. So that worked out and, and everybody kind of got to do what they needed to do. Yes. Uh, there was, I mean, I, we, I think ended up counting it up and we went through, uh, 11, we ended up using 11 pickups and seven trailers this summer. And between all that, yeah. Between all that, I mean, we had so many people step in and help us pick us up, haul horses, let us give us a place to stay. And yeah, people take care of horses when we were gone so we could fly to other rodeos or we could fly home. I mean, we run into a lot of really, really good people this summer. That is for sure. That was one of the definitely the highlights of doing it was meeting so many good people. So tell me a little bit about, you know, some of you said 11 trucks and seven trailers. So how did you handle that? Like, how did you, how did you cope with that without losing it? I mean, what, what did you do? <laughs> we started burning sage. <laughs> that was honestly, we kind of joked about it. And then after like the sixth pickup, we were like, nope, we're really doing it this time. This and uh, yeah, we really started, we burnt sage under the hood of this pickup. It completely, it, lost power shut down on us in dinosaur colorado um this same pickup we had already a storm hit us at we were at the medjid's house roping with them and a storm hit us and blew our window out the saddle rack had fallen off the generator quit working and now the pickup quit running and i was like 
we're burning stage, stage under the hood pick would not start and then we get it running that evening the next day morning we take it into a mechanic they cannot find anything wrong with it we drive it all the way back to oklahoma never have another issue so we just started burning sage everywhere we went sage sales just went up in the breakaway world <laughs> yeah yeah so tell me a little bit you you say we your traveling partner for most of it was um sam jorgensen um tell me a little bit yeah. about going with her and, and how you guys met and and how that went um the first half honestly i hauled a lot with michaela mack which is a girl i went to college with and i've hauled with a bunch after Cheyenne, she ended up having some family issues and ended up going home for most of the rest of the year. Uh, but between her and Sam both, I mean, I had great hauling partners in both of them. They both, they took everything in stride. I mean, we had, it was a bit stressful, especially girls hauling together. And uh, they both were state good attitudes and neither one ever got down on, you know, some people, if they're not winning and you are, it makes things harder and neither one of them ever we were always just as excited for the other one to be winning um I went to college with Michaela that's how we met and then Sam actually I had entered during Woodward and Weatherford and all those rodeos I'd entered with somebody that ended up not going and I was gonna have to go to all of them by myself and I saw Sam was entered and had entered with a couple other girls and was going to all the same rodeos as me so I'd barely knew her and I just messaged her and I was like hey do you care if I jump in with a horse and go with you guys and she's like oh no that's fine and we just kind of hit it off from there well that's cool and I you know I think it's cool too just the Michaela you know um she's one heck of a roper and she's kicked butt all over and, and did really well and then went home and then you were able to do that and I know as many miles and everything that we went um pretty crazy and and you definitely needed somebody in there helping you know whether it was the driving or like you said the pep talks everybody you know you want each other to win and stuff like that um there's just a lot that goes into rodeo other than just backing in the box and throwing your rope yeah and yeah and you mean everybody's gonna have issues it's just the point of being understanding uh like you're gonna have some scuffles and stuff but it's just you kind of got to realize how much that person's also done for you leading up to because I mean like Michaela's done more than me for me than I can ever ask and Sam and her family they did an extreme amount for me this summer to help keep me rodeoing and on the road and I can't thank them enough so that's kind of you just got to remind yourself that is the one little scuffle worth it yeah for sure it takes a lot of people and a lot of sacrifices and I think we're all thankful for everybody you know that's one thing Raymond always said you know you don't ever forget all the people that you have helped you along the way because they're the reason you you are where you're at oh yes that's what me and Michaela at the beginning of the summer we were keeping a list and getting everybody's addresses to send thank yous to and the list is so huge that I'm nowhere gonna miss somebody I can't even I couldn't even begin to call out everybody we owe thanks to for just helping us because that's kind of I mean that's part of what makes it worth it yeah 100% especially with all the crap you guys went through (laughs) yeah yeah we definitely got in some bad situations where we had people literally barely knowing us and just offering to do whatever they needed to to help us Mm -hmm. yeah pretty neat so how many rodeos did you end up going to uh um that's actually a good question I think do you have it pulled up by chance I think 70 I have it right here. 75. 
a pretty pretty stout amount of rodeos. Did you start yes. in the winter? Did you kind of just take off in in the summer? How did you do it? I did not start in the winter. I actually stayed home a good majority of the winter. I didn't go to any jackpots or rodeos. I was just riding a bunch of young horses and outside horses and kind of trying to get my money together and see what everybody else was kind of going to do if people were going to go this year, if there was any word on having a finals and stuff. Um, I wasn't financially in a place where I could just go do it without any in-game plan. So I was kind of trying to get all my ducks in a row before I took off. And I think uh, Duncan had a rodeo that was just a little qualifier, and that was like the first one I went to. But kind of around Claremore and Deadwood was when I started going. Yeah, well, and that year, so Oklahoma, so Prairie Circuit, your circuit as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so they did. They had a lot of rodeos at the beginning, Texas and Prairie Circuit, which was nice. Yeah, for, for those of us yeah in that, that was area. nice. You could go. I mean, yeah, you could go rodeo four days and then go home for a few days and it was nice. And you, I mean, we got to hit a lot of rodeos just and a lot of smaller ones, but I mean, they were only three hours from the house. At the end of the year, we were driving a lot further for, yeah, I was going to say that was a little bit of a spoiler rude awakening. You know, you take off and you're like, oh, it's three hours. And then I know when we got back, I was like, oh, it's only 10 hours. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, when it got down to the end, there was no no rodeo too far yeah exactly that's crazy how much our perspectives changed because I knew we were going to be rodeoing more and I knew we'd be in the midwest and stuff I didn't realize how far in between rodeos every rodeo would be how far we'd be traveling at one point in time Raymond asked me if I had a Rand McNally he was like do you know how many pages apart those places are and I was like no look it up on your map (laughs) (laughs) we don't look at that for a reason So tell me, what was your favorite rodeo and why? Oh my gosh, my favorite was by far Pendleton. I mean, I'm not saying it was my favorite one to rope at because it was kind of terrifying. I mean, the last run I ever made on grass was when I wrecked and got knocked out and stuff. So it was a little little scary for me to make run another one on grass, but um, just the atmosphere and stuff and the way that rodeos ran and everybody getting to be out in the middle of the arena and be a part of the whole rodeo. I've never enjoyed watching the whole entire rodeo as much as I did that. one. Yeah. And it just, that was one thing about all of them. They each had their own culture, their own, their own atmosphere and everything. And that one was set apart from everywhere else where, you know, everybody was out there and it was an old school rodeo and, the town and everything like that um pretty neat atmosphere yeah it was really cool to see I mean all the contestants from every event like together because very rarely are we ever all together usually we you know we get up there in time to run ours and then we kind of head out and it was really cool to have everybody together and you know cheering each other on in the Bronx and the bull riding and I mean I don't think I honestly that's probably the only rodeo all year that I sat and watched every single event yeah pretty cool rodeo for sure um let's transition a little bit into the nfr um headed out to vegas this year what um have you been preparing the game plan your strategy how are you going about it um i've been practicing a bunch riding a bunch of horses uh i have several outside horses right now that have helping me tremendously with getting practice runs in 
Um, I'm actually at Jackie's house today and tomorrow where we got the box set up the same as the boxes there. And we're going to rope today and then kind of do a little bit of matching against each other tomorrow. And uh, I've been entering a lot of jackpots and generally I don't ride my good horses at smaller jackpots, but I've been riding them and kind of trying to make on the barrier serious competition runs and just uh, a lot of been working out a bunch and then been doing a lot of mental preparation, trying to get myself ready mentally because it's five runs a day and they're kind of back to back. And I mean, if one doesn't go your way, you got to readjust and reevaluate pretty fast. Yeah, I know there's not there's not about five minutes between each round. And so you definitely have to be prepared, you know, good or bad, wh- whichever way it goes. So, yeah, um, I feel like kind of got to know going into that. You got to be prepared for any situation. And that's a lot of with not having my good horse this year out there, which is obviously the one that I planned on riding and had confidence in riding all 10 rounds, um, just trying to mentally prepare myself for what I'm going to ride and to know when, if I need to switch before. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, um, you told me yesterday you were at the vet all day, um, some stuff's going on with monster. So tell me a little bit about your string of horses you've got, um, and what you rode all year and kind of what you're planning to ride at the NFR. Uh, so monster is the bay horse I've rode forever. That's my good one. He's 15 and he won. I mean, he was really hard to get off of at the beginning of the year. I think I placed it almost every single rodeo I entered on him. And then about halfway through the summer, um, he started just not acting like himself, just getting real strong, running through my hand and not really wanting to get in a stop. So finally, after a month of fighting, I did the hardest thing I've ever done. And I sent him home. And when they got him back, he was sore everywhere everything his feet weren't as good as they needed to be and we they took care of him at home and I got on the sorrel horse I bought at the beginning of the summer I called Colonel that I I got him from Tommy Johnson I actually got him into train in November last year so he's just been a breakaway horse for a year now I started breakaway on him rode him for about six months and then ended up buying him and I ended up jumping on him and <laughs> He was real green going into the summer. He kind of got thrown to the wolves, but he took it very well. And then um, when I sent Monster home, I ended up having my yellow horse, which is one we sent out that we call, or one we raised that we call Ray. I had him sent out, and that horse is nothing fancy, but he is a winner. He draws good calves, and he's going to do his job, and he's easy to win on. And he actually ended up, he ended up being what helped me make the finals. He's what I rode at Pendleton and a lot of those rodeos at the end of the year. But um, as for going finals, uh, up until yesterday, the plan was to still ride Monster until we found out yesterday he has a partially torn suspensory. So we're going to get him into rehab and in four to six weeks, reevaluate him. So now um, that's what the next couple of days here at Jackie's, um, we're going to figure out what I'm going to ride between Ray and Colonel at the NFR this year. Well, that sounds like a good plan. And you know, we were talking earlier, it's, it's um bummer. You don't get to ride monster there, but he's going to be back and it'll be before you know it, you know, in time for next year and some of the big winter rodeos and the American and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, you, you won on both of those other horses all year. So I think it'll be good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I have confidence in both of them. They both have different attributes and I've just got to figure out which one 
which ones I want to use there and figure out what their weaknesses and if I'll need to switch and what will be the factor of causing me to switch. I don't want to be guessing, you know, if something happens, I want to have full confidence when I switch or if I stay on the same horse the whole time. Right. So if you had to go about this year any differently, how would you do it different? And do you, what will you carry into this next, next season, next year, Rodeon? The differently, I wish I would have started earlier in the year. Like I kind of, I wish I would have went to Red Bluff and stuff. I didn't, and I did do a great job on entering. We missed, we didn't go to Prescott. We didn't go to Greeley. We missed a lot of really good rodeos. And I ended up for sure making up for that, traveling a long ways to some smaller rodeos, I felt like. But that was, I mean, a learning curve. I'm really going into next year. I'm looking forward to knowing the setups, knowing a little better what the rodeo is going to be like and what the setup's going to be like. And that way I can kind of send the right horses to the right places. I'm definitely going to try to save Monster more and not haul him so much. Try to keep him from getting sore and having to go home halfway through the year because he's obviously the one I'd want to be riding at the end of the year when it comes down to it. But I feel like going into next year, just want to have a better game plan and knowing where I'm going, what I'm doing, what the setup's going to be like and stuff like that. Right. And I think that that's, you know, one thing, and we've said it a bunch, but we all felt like we were kind of rookies at the same time. You know, um, nobody really knew what to expect with that many rodeos and, the way we had to do it with no rodeo count. So, um, yeah, I think well, that's, that's what, one advantage to, you know, going into next year. Yeah. That's what we've talked. I've talked to several people about, I was like, we just didn't know. And there was nobody to ask. None of us knew we mm-hmm. couldn't ask anybody else because nobody else really knew for sure either what was going on. I mean, we had a lot of rodeos, adding rodeos, you know, two weeks before when we were already entered in other rodeos and, not knowing what the Kevs were going to be and not knowing the order of slack to know if you could enter another rodeo and make both of them. I mean, it was definitely a tricky year for trying to figure it all out, but I'm glad I went and did it so that next year I'll definitely, I'm not going to say I'm going to be completely prepared, but I'll be a little more prepared. Right. It was like organized chaos. That's how I like yes. <laughs> I've never tried so hard to be organized and it was all just, it would just fall apart every yeah. time. Yeah. You couldn't ever make a plan because no. it was, there was no use because it was going to change. And I think that was one of the hardest things, you know, a lot of girls, maybe, I don't know about you, but I'm a planner, you know, and it was like, yeah, no, can't plan. Yeah. Not happening. It was I tried my calendar, my notebook. We wrote everything out. By the end of the year, me and Sam were both just like, just enter everything. I don't even know. (laughs) We don't know what we can make or what we can't make at this point. We had horses strung out all over. We had horses in Texas and Pendleton and rigs everywhere and broke down pickups everywhere. Well, it all worked out for the best and and you're headed to to Vegas. And so congratulations. Thank um, you. Do do good over there. We'll be rooting for you and um, Thank you. good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, feel free to email me at jordan at com. We appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you down the road.